Are those the Gucci shorts? Shut up. Not <laughs> <laughs> it's really hot in here. <laughs> I hate you. I hate all of you. I hate everybody. I hate everything. Feels like it feels like it's been so long since it we've done. Like, seriously. Which is actually not true because we did the last one twice. So it was. And that was two weeks ago. That's like our usual. But it seems like it's been like so long. So much has happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, we, we opened the store and then shut down a week later. And then closed the store. <laughs> <laughs> I moved. You sure did. Rather unexpectedly. But I'm very happy. My kitchen is so big. I'm happy for you. So much counter space. It's incredible. You could leave so I, many dirty dishes on those and like not have to clean them because you'd have so much extra room around them. That's the opposite of what I'm doing. <laughs> I wash my dishes as I use them. Like as you're eating, you just like wash each bit that you like clear up from the food. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. And then like if I like accidentally get some more food on the part that's already <laughs> been cleaned, I go to the corner and sit there and think about what I've done with my hands. <laughs> I can absolutely picture you like eating with your left hand and cleaning with your right hand. No, I'd be probably eating with my right hand because I'm right-handed. I would use my dominant hand to like make sure the food gets into my mouth. See, I would have thought you'd spend more time with like, because you, you prioritize cleaning. So you like your dominant hand's doing a cleaning. No, no, buddy. I prioritize eating. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Bisexual Podcast. Remember. Remember when we opened on Friday the 13th and then we shut a week later? Remember the line that you're supposed to say and then you don't every single time we do this? Damn, you're right. Uh, your favorite crafty queer Canadian content. There we go. We haven't podcast in like eight years. I forget how it works. So I missed, I missed the last, um, stitch night unfortunately because i was busy moving approximately 25 boxes of books out of a truck and i was very disappointed because it seemed like a fun time and as per usual when we have stitch nights i went later and noticed a new channel hmm. um, i have since changed it to just video games what no what no it's a channel about Dragon Age and then also other video games. We have a channel about Dragon Prince that's nobody nobody's touched in three months. That's because the new season hasn't come out yet. Why don't we just have a TV show channel? No. We have, have a what are you watching? Dragon Show and other TVs. No, we have a we TV don't. channel. I don't want my Dragon Prince content getting all muddled up with people watching Queen's Gambit and shit. Like, I want focused Dragon Prince conversation. Unnecessary. Anyway. What Dragon Age character are you based on your horoscope? Lilith. Lillian. Liliana. Jesus. I was just playing Borderlands. So I was like, all Lilith. Ugh. N no. Lilith. I'm not Liliana? No. I'm not Morgan. Yes, you are. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm Morgan? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> this is the best. Oh, God. I thought it was going to be Alistair, and I was going to be like, he's a dingus. I love him, but he's a dingus. <laughs> Morgan. No, this is great. Tell me about how I'm Morgan. Uh, you can get a bad rap for being manipulative, insecure, and pessimistic. Sound familiar? That's just like Morgan. Also like Morgan, though, there is more to those born under the cancer sign. 
Like Morgan, trust has to be earned. Once it is earned, cancers can reveal their imaginative and emotional selves. They enjoy art, home-based hobbies, and enjoy helping friends. That's me as shit. But like, couldn't they just start off with nice things? Like, why do they always have to dunk on? <laughs> they have to drag you every time. I. You're Liliana. No. 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 I'm. Josephine. No. Severin. No. Alistair. No. Who are you? Solace. <gasps> what? Damn. I love. Really. I don't like it that much. What? Tell, okay, read your thing, and then I'm going to tell you why you're wrong about Solace. Am I? I don't think yes. I liked it. For, I, it's been, like, many years since I've played. I Dragon love Solace more than I've loved every any human I've ever met in real life. Really? I just have a vague feeling of dislike. I don't remember anything about him. I can't imagine how they're swinging him as a libra that feels so weird so read the description uh there are those who hate conformity violence and injustice and love the outdoors sharing with others and gentleness love him or hate him solace fits the libra personality superbly he also shares their weaknesses such as self-pity being indecisive and being the sort to carry a grudge that's rude as shit it's me as shit well yes fair but Solus, like, he he's carrying the grudge of racial oppression and like <laughs> trauma. Okay. Like that's that's a little it's a little trite to call it a grudge. I went because like Dragon Age Origins is like my the game that feels like going home. It's my comfort game. It's my like it's the game that made me love games. It's just it's everything I've ever wanted in a video game. It's everything I've ever loved. Like it's just the perfect game for me. And then they came out with Inquisition and it was like, oh boy, it got so much better. And then like right away, I fucking met, I met Solus and he's all just like tall and mean, and broody and like so smart and so pretty. And I was like IRL swooning. No, I was into Dorian. Yeah, I could see that for you. <laughs> I would see, I, see, I would see Dorian as the Libra. Um... But, and then like, and so then we, we, we had this beautiful relationship and then he dumped me and like, I was like, sweater? you shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, and it was like soul crushing, like absolutely like devastating. And I was like, I was so genuinely upset that it, it like, it took me longer to recover emotionally from that breakup than like just about any breakup I've had in real life. And it took me years to go back and play Inquisition again and I it was only because I literally like because then I found out that Trespasser is the DLC where you can it's more about Solus I'm like I'm gonna get this fucking DLC and find out why the fuck you left me fuck you guy um and so I bought a whole ass new system like I had an, a 360 and a PS3 and I bought a whole ass PS4 so I could play Trespasser to find out why he left me but I played it again and I played the same playthrough because why would I do anything different? My playthrough is perfect. <laughs> and he broke up with me again. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Ugh. And it's still like, and then every time I think I've like recovered enough, then like, you know, breakups in real life kind of like deeply inconvenience my ability to go through and like put myself through yet another breakup. 
Oh, I just, he's so good. He's so smart and sweet and kind and contains multitudes. He just looks at you. Ugh. Ugh. It's been at least six years since I've played. And I, I don't remember anything other than like going around and like trying to find rocks, I guess. <laughs> and your hand screen. It's such a perfect game. Like, I, like that's what I want to do in real life is just go around and find cool rocks. I just, I, all I, I just have a, a sense, a vague sense of dislike towards Solus. You're missing out. That's You're all I got. Out. I just want him to like read to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I have Inquisition on my PS4. I might have to. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. But Overwatch is the only game I play. You're, but. <sighs> this is like my defining feature as a person. True. It could be time for a new feature. I have orange hair. I'm good. <laughs> that is very on brand for Overwatch. <laughs> um, you want to talk about yarny stuff? Yeah, we should do that. We haven't done that in a few episodes. No. <laughs> Too many other things happening. What you, what you working on? I am working on multiple sweaters. Because why finish one before you start another? Mm-hmm. So I still have my elf mail going. I'm about two inches down from where I separated the sleeves and body. Nice. So that's progress, I suppose. You combined off and make a cute-ass crop top. What is it? A <laughs> bolero? Yeah. No. Yeah? Yeah! You, right, I forgot you were doing cardigan style. You can make a bolero. <laughs> I'm not going to, um, but I could. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm doing my Professor Meow sweater that I had started... I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Just like a gray and black chunky sweater with a cat face on it. You sound so excited. <laughs> Is, but you're making a special one. Right, well, that one, that one, I have finished the body panels and seamed them. And now I'm just picking up the stitches to make the sleeves. So it'll be done in a year. <laughs> um, but I have cast on another one, another Professor Meow that I am altering a little bit to A, make a cardigan, because why would you wear a pullover sweater? Um, and B, I'm making it in Christmas colors, and I'm going to give the cat, it's going to be on the back instead of the front, and I'm going to give the cat a little Santa hat mm. with some terrible fluffy yarn I have. It's going to be so terrible. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. But I was like, I was, I was knitting a lot. Um, during the evenings last week and my wrist has flared up and mm. then I moved and that also exacerbated it. So I'm taking a break from knitting for a couple of days. Fair. Cause it's, really it's bad. To start Dragon Age. <sighs> uh, yeah. I, there's like a cyst in my wrist and I saw a rheumatologist about it and she went, yep, that's a cyst. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. Love a helpful medical professional. And now it feels like it's just getting worse. Especially oh. going into the cold. Like I was outside when it was very cold a couple of weeks ago and like it felt like my whole wrist seized up. No. That's so bad. yeah, that's that's what I've got on the go, I guess. What are you, you working on something right now? Oh, I sure am working on something right now. You know what I'm working on? My elf mail <laughs> that I cast on yesterday. Two days ago. Two days ago. I know time. That's fine. Um, the uh, 
penultimate day of our cal i decided to finally start this fucking project <laughs> i'm proud of you for at least starting thank you you know what my goal was to cake my yarn and i i achieved i achieved that goal and i even you surpassed it, your so. goal yeah what more can we ask for it's been really cool doing this cal like watching all these people make these sweaters like they're so beautiful what i love the most is like watching everyone use the same pattern but in such drastically different ways and like the people who pick really high contrast yarns and it really shows that like scale aesthetic or the people who like do a low co low contrast yarns and then it becomes like more of a textured thing mm -hmm. um someone did beads mm -hmm. which is wild um and like people are making it tees people are making it three-quarter length people cropped long full length you're, you're doing a cardigan like this is like it's so fascinating to me to see like how people can personalize and be creative within the confines of a pattern mm -hmm. I, love I, that. It's, I really I think it's a really well-written pattern too like it's very very easy to understand like I've never I've never finished a sweater but like this one like it was very easy for me to like reinterpret as a cardigan mm -hmm. yeah that was something I didn't actually get to talk about last time we were talking about this because I hadn't bought the pattern yet because I only bought it two days ago because um, I am nothing if not good at time management and it is such a like beautifully written completely accessible pattern like she spends um so much time just explaining explaining the, the way things are going to work before you get there so you have a very clear understanding of the finicky bits and how the shaping is going to be if you've never done raglan before like she lays it all out in like Complete, like exhaustive detail with there's pictures. like the short rows at the back to make the neck yeah. higher at the back if you want but it's like it's optional mm -hmm. um and she like she gave resources for two different styles of wraps and turns for the short or like for short row methods and like it's just it's such a it's such a good like it's such a well-written pattern i mm -hmm. i wish i was able to talk this enthusiastically about it when we announced the cow because <laughs> i feel like I did not do her the justice it deserved and it, like it's a very yeah like she there's like a lot of very specific shaping and stuff that I didn't really expect and like I can absolutely see how this is going to turn into one of my favorite sweaters it's it's so beautiful mm -hmm. and like I I wasn't sure about your color choices but I think they're working together very well I'm so excited <laughs> this is it, yeah that's kind of the the low contrast the mm -hmm. like in like, the skeins and in the hanks that they looked very different like the the colors are orange is the new pink and seriously disturbed um orange is the new pink is this like really gorgeous like rich warm gold with streaks of like darker gold with pink with like just a bright yellow it's so it's so beautiful it's like it's one of my favorite things to just like look at um i'm completely like it looks like melted gold and i love it and then the pink is like almost the exact reverse and it's just like beautiful like rose blush pink as a base with streaks of like paler pink and some pale gold and bits of like like that color in between orange and gold honestly it's kind of it's kind of the color of ketchup in, in kd <laughs> <laughs> but like pretty and not disgusting Okay. Okay. Um, cool, cool. It's so beautiful. And it's like the exact reverse and they like the colors, like the, the two yarns are like exact inverses of each other. And I don't know if that was your intention, but I'm so entirely in love with them individually and together. 
um, but in the in the balls and in the, like the, in the cakes and in the skeins, they looked like extremely high contrast because the base colors are so different. But when they knit up, because they have like bits of the same color in both, it, they kind of just more look like they blend. And so it looks, it honestly like it's it's knitting up to look like just more of an intricate. It looks like yeah texture. Yeah. Like the, the scale pattern is super, super subtle and the colors all just kind of blend together and it just looks like a really highly textured, intricately dyed yarn. Um, like, I don't know if to look at it without knowing that it was two colors. Like, I don't know that you necessarily would know that it wasn't just one beautifully dyed yarn instead of two beautifully dyed yarns. That's, that's pretty wild. I'm really excited about it. And I'm really excited about this dyer. Yeah, <laughs> I so, actually, you know what? Um, we can talk about why don't we announce the winners of the the cow right here right now? Yeah, we could do that. Do you want to do you want to talk about the grand prize? Yeah, I am so disappointed that I didn't quite get my sweater done in time. <laughs> <laughs> the grand prize, not quite. Um, but you'll no, still I, be finished before I am. Yeah, I could also just cast off like. Call it a crop, and then yeah, like a real, it's a crop. <laughs> um, but um, I am disappointed because we have a super special, super secret prize draw because we've been doing prize draws the whole way through for just people of any amount of progress. As long as you're like you post it and use the hashtag. If we've seen your yarn, you're entered for a prize. Yeah, um, and so we've been doing those all the way through, which is super fun. But to uh, congratulate the people who have way better time management than ourselves and managed to finish the sweater in the month, um, we're doing a super secret, special, awesome draw prize. And it's not even a draw. There's there's two yeah. people in the hashtag right now who have have done an elf male cow fo. So we're gonna go ahead and give it to both of them. Yay! So hey, uh, hey, hey, John, you want you want to tell them what they win? Well, you want to you tell them what the prize is? Do you want to say who the winners are? Oh, yeah, I guess that's more important. I, I don't know. I'm pretty excited about the prize. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, our winners are Tori Knits and Stealthy Cat Ninja. Yay! I think the last time I checked last night and this morning, actually, um, they were the only people who had uh, completed FO in the tag. So they're going to get. Um, so what they're going to get is a custom set of yarn hand dyed by Chestnut Yes, the incredible artist behind my extremely gorgeous Elf Malkel yarn. Um, and John of Chestnut Yes has graciously agreed to talk to both winners individually and work with them on coming up with a custom colorway and dyeing it up for them and sending it to them, mm -hmm. which I think is the best part. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not I'm just making it, but you're like giving it to them. I'm excited to like do something new. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Tori Knits and Stealthy Cat Ninja, I'm really fucking envious. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Your yarn is so good. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Um, so that's, that's the cows wrapped up. We'll do another one sometime in the future when we can put more time and brain space towards it. Mm -hmm. 
in the spirit of like customizing and like yarn yarn dyeing I'm like I feel like I've completely rekindled my love of yarn having now spent so much of my time in a yarn store just surrounded just, like, by so many beautiful things it. yeah all the time and I get I get very lost in my own like subjectivity especially you know in quarantine when I'm literally only talking to myself um and I forget that like other people have colors they like that they yeah. <laughs> that aren't pink and purple and every time someone walked for the for the brief week we were open every time someone walked into the store and like beeline straight for the green I'm like what are you doing like do you did you see all this purple like what <laughs> um but just the, the color combinations that people are coming in and buying are like I feel so inspired and I feel like I feel so like it almost makes you want to branch out a little bit a little bit like so, some woman came in and bought a sweater she wanted to make a blue yeah Emma? she wanted to make a blue oh. sweater and she came in she's like i want to make a blue sweater like this is this is what i'm going she had her pattern she's like help me like this is my pattern like let me like let's let's work on this which is my favorite i love when people come in with projects and like ask for opinions because goddamn, i love giving opinions <laughs> um, the whole like, oh, reason we have a podcast yeah and in the end, she decided that, because we didn't have a sweater quantity in the color that she wanted. So then we started like pulling, pulling skeins off the shelf and like putting them in combinations. And she ended up going for like this stunning fade of like, like an old forest green to the sapphire blue. And it just like- It just, it went, like it worked so well. Oh my God. I like, this isn't my colors. This isn't my like color comfort zone at all, but like, my heart was happy and I just like I can't wait to see the sweater she makes or like people coming in and buying the colors uh that I didn't expect to draw a lot of interest and people came in and like this is the they're like this is the color I've been waiting my whole life for and I just like it's so neat to see how people respond to things differently and how people are inspired by yarn differently and look at a skein that where I'm like I don't know what I would ever do with this. And they come in, they're like, I've been waiting my whole life for this game, for this project. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so neat. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't wait to see all the things people start doing with them. Oh, I know. I hope people like can. someone came in and got our, um, the custom colorway we got from Lockbriar. Mm -hmm. And they're doing an elf mail with it. Yeah. And like, I, again, I don't know. I don't, I wasn't sure about how that would work up, but like, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. And now now I'm at the point like a lot of the times I was like, I don't know how that's gonna work out, especially with the like heavily variegated and like schemes with a lot of yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. But now I'm like, I don't know, man, like it's gonna be awesome, like whatever whatever you do with it. Yeah. I realize I don't know anything about anything. And everyone who comes in there is like Yeah, I'm just being this. proven wrong. Like <laughs> it's so cool. And we just got in our um, Pearl Scouts and already a bunch of it's going to go out. So I can't no, wait to see how that starts getting worked out. <laughs> mine. <laughs> I you want say it. that about everything. I know. This is just, it's my yarn. I bought it. It's my store. I know. It's, it's John's making a face. That's, that's not how that works. Face. I know. Uh, but yeah, Pearl Scout yarn. I can't wait to see what people do with it. Oh, I'm just so excited about yarn. And that we have a store. I've like, but also with what with your move, it's you know not 
ideal for you to be in the store. So I've been in there by myself for the last like couple days, which is weird. It feels weird because it's like so. It, I feel more at home there than I probably should. And then I feel more emotionally attached to all the yarn. And then orders come through online. I'm like, wow. How dare you buy the last one of that? <laughs> I missed you. I missed having you in store. It's more fun with you. But I, I will yeah. say, as much as I've missed you, I have really enjoyed um, being able to leave a mess and like going home at the end of the day and be like, eh, I'll get this tomorrow. And then cleaning up tomorrow. Because when you're there and if I leave a mess and you get all like, grumpy I don't want to make you sad so then I got clean but I don't want to I just want to go home so now I can just like this is great Ugh. just leave a mess Ugh. and then I come back it makes and my skin more. crawl <laughs> I can see your face <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. there was stuff all over the floor like I had candy wrappers like just everywhere like confetti candy wrappers like confetti everywhere. how do you live like this <laughs> happily Ugh. And then I get sleepy and then I go home and then I come back the next morning and I make coffee and then I'm energized and then I clean up and it's great. And then I, I throw candy wrapper confetti all over again. I, this is hurting my <laughs> brain. I'm as I, as I, as I get older, I become more and more type A. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can see that. <laughs> it's, I have, ex I've experienced that. <laughs> about you. It's, it's weird. I wasn't always so neurotic about cleanliness i mean it's also can be a trauma or emotional response yep the more things are taken out of your control or changed without your consent the more you cling to the things you can control and like throwing candy wrappers in the garbage yeah i will yeah and i do it when i have to <laughs> like when you're there i don't leave a trail of candy wrappers like i need a breadcrumb trail to get home <laughs> It's a small store. You don't you don't need to trail anywhere. I get lost. There's one place you can go. <laughs> you go from the couch confused. to the bathroom and back. I get all distracted line. by the pretty yarn and like I don't know where I am. I get I just get lost in the old forest. Or... I'm so surprised you haven't walked into one of like the centerpieces yet. Oh, fucking me too, bud. Jesus. <laughs> Cause then I'm I'm looking at the rainbow wall and I'm walking. I'm like, damn, look at this rainbow yarn. This is great. And then like boom. This is why I wanted your dad, like, it was very adamant your dad needed to make Put these the bottom heavy. Put the bases on them? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to walk into these. It's, it's not going to be a customer coming in, like, pulling this down. It's going to be me being a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we've managed to avoid it for, like, three weeks now. I know. It's great. Three weeks, two weeks. You know why? Because of my candy candy wrapper trail. It goes all the way around. So I, like, but follow you'd the trail have to, you'd have around to look the centerpieces. The, you would have to be looking at the ground to see that. But you're looking oh, at the no, I, do. I can just hear the crunch. Oh, my God. I step on them. <laughs> crunch, crunch. This is hurting me. This is causing me <laughs> physical pain. Yeah, you know, I just, I feel like you've been, you've been feeling too good lately. So I need to, like, bring you down a bit, you know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> leaving, leaving the home that I had with my husband in four and a half <laughs> years, that made me feel very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just got to, you know, keep you, keep you level. Just with punch them when they're down. Thanks. Mm, I love you. <laughs> Well, on the topic of us being called delightful in an international <laughs> magazine, got me thinking, obviously the next step is just like, we're going to be famous. We're in a, we're in a UK magazine. We're, we're now officially famous. So I feel like the next logical step is like action figures made out of us. Um, 
So I was wondering, what, what action figure or like what like bonus item would your action figure come with? Or like what accessories would, would come in the deluxe Dangerous John action figure box? God, danger, just Dangerous John. It sounds like I should have a motorcycle, but like I don't think <laughs> that's very me. Nobody would recognize you. No. Um, It'd be like the weird knockoff version. A cast iron pan. Mm-hmm. 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 Properly seasoned, of course. Obviously. Um, a book. Which book? A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Aww. I mean, but like we're a knitting and crochet podcast, so like it would have to be a crochet hook. Mm-hmm. 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 You could use like the crochet hook as a bookmark. And no, don't do that, please. Oh God, it would warp the book. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I feel stressed just thinking about it. I, I see people who like knit and crochet like bookmarks and that stresses me out because they're so thick. They're so thick. I use lace weight and it was still too thick. And I'm like, what are you, what are you, why, what are you monsters doing? Just paper, just. Just memorize, memorize the page number. Don't, you know, put things in the spine. I, I usually do that, but. I've been trying to be like, I should save my brain space for things that matter. Mm-hmm. So I've mm-hmm. been trying to use bookmarks more, but I don't. What are what are your bonus items? Um knitting needles and a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, pretty and much. Yeah. I think so. I think I would actually my action figure would come with a tree and I'd be like sitting in the tree. And then I'd have my like, my yarn ball would be sitting in like, you know, the, the holes where the birds live in trees. My yarn ball would be in there. And then I'd be like sitting in the tree knitting. I'm, I've never climbed a tree. I'm not going to sit in the tree. I'm going to sit under no. the tree. <laughs> and like you get, it's an action figure, not like a diorama. Well, it's, it can come with props. The expansion pack. The expansion pack. It'd be like a, it'd be a tree and I'll just be like sitting knitting under the tree with coffee beside me. Because I can't drink coffee and it, which is like the constant bane of my existence. You just need a third arm. Just get Mike, say, get Mike to hold your coffee mug and like bring it to your mouth while you. God, that'd be so fucking great. That's that's what we need an intern for. Yeah, put my coffee to my mouth. That's so much better than what I was gonna say, which is one of those like weird bucket hats, and then just have a coffee in each side with straws. Mm-hmm. Okay, well if we get the expansion, then like I want a kitchen. I mean, that makes sense with your cast iron pan. You can't just be like hanging out by the tree with me with a cast iron pan. I mean, you can. Just waiting waiting for zombies. Life. Sure, yeah. You're just my bodyguards while I sit in it. You just like stand guard with a cast iron pan. Yeah. Cool. This cool. is great. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what color would your hair be? Like, what is the like defining you color hair? Because you've had so many. Brown. Yeah. maybe 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 my hair comes off and you can change colors <gasps> beautiful yeah that, or like no, you run it, it under cold be. water and it turns a different color it would have to be that and then hot water is a different color yeah like a mood ring but my hair yes it was great which also makes which just makes sense if you're in the kitchen you can just like change your hair whenever you want i mean when you're in the kitchen you should have a hat on so that you're not getting hair into the food but whatever you wear a hat in your kitchen? Like your home kitchen? Yeah. No, you don't. Do you yeah. really? Yeah. That's so weird. I, like, I don't know. I've been working in food service for too long. Um, I would get uncomfortable when customers came in without hats on. That's so bizarre. Um, 
your timing was deeply unfortunate because I was just about to start complaining about you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shucks. Sorry to shit on your party. We were talking about weird we were talking about weird things that happen in kitchens. And I had some grievances there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this fucking guy. <laughs> fucking Tinder guy. <laughs> okay, no, but like literally. So this fucking guy. I um we came I came over here after the store and I was hungry and he because all I talk about is pizza pops it's like the only food that I care about um so he went he he, he went out and he, he stocked up on pizza pops that was the thing I was excited and like the thing I love most about pizza pops besides the fact that it's just bread stuffed with four kinds of cheese is that it can be done in three minutes like minute and a half on each sec on each side maybe an extra two seconds if you like factor in the flip so like three minutes and two seconds you got a pizza pop oh, i'm excited did he put them in the oven instead of the microwave he did both so they come back to two so we each had one so he put two in the microwave and then he put the other two in the oven so that we could eat the microwave ones immediately and then in 20 minutes have the baked ones like what the fuck you're not, you're not reacting. No, you're both a couple of chumps <laughs> and you should get a deep fryer and deep fry them. Yo, can you do that? Can you just have a deep fryer? Yes, there are home deep fryers. I got one for my dad for Father's Day a couple what? years ago. What? I would like one for Father's Day, please. You're not my real dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had to like scour the box to find the oven instructions because why are there even oven instructions? Why the fuck would you wait 20 minutes to have instant food? You might as well cook a full dinner. What if you don't have a microwave? Why would you, then why, then don't get pizza pops. What? But you could just bake, the, bake them. That's so, why would you wait 20 minutes for these? And then they're, they're crunchy. They're not that like soft, do, go, gooey, like uncooked pizza dough stuffed with cheese. Yeah, you're you really know selling this. Yeah. Um, that they were crunchy. is the most appetizing. And then I was like trying to wrap my head around this weird fucking thing that was happening in front of me that I couldn't believe. And then <laughs> this guy pulls out a knife and fork. And he eats his baked pizza pops with a knife and fork like we're at a fucking restaurant. What is this? Next thing you know, next thing you know he's going to have table linens. Like, I, I will not stand for table linens. Like, I, I have one in both hands. I have one in each hand, straight out of the microwave, even both at the same time, so one of them doesn't cool down, and then I'm good. I'm, this is, like, this is what I want to be spot. Fucking waiting 20 minutes to bake them, and then eating them with silverware. This is, I'm still upset. I'm still so upset. I don't know how to go. I don't know how to come back from this. We just defined our relationship, and now I think, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I, I, wish I knew that before we had the talk, you know? <laughs> So now this is going to be added to like your list of like your interview. Yeah. You know, what is your attachment style? What are your love languages? How do you eat a pizza pop? Yes. Added to the list. This is why I have these lists of questions, not lists of like qualities. And these are the things I need to know if I'm going to like eat, like waste my solo microwave pizza pop eating time with a person. I want to make sure that like we're, we're on the same page about the important things, you know? Yeah, you gotta get a deep fryer. Yeah. It's a game changer. Toaster strudel? Mm. You can deep fry a toaster strudel? 
You can deep fry anything if you put your mind to it. I, I'm like galaxy braining right now. <laughs> Ice oh. cream, Mars bars. I had deep fried mac and cheese at the X one time. The whole day we were only gonna eat deep fried things. That was our like deal. We we did the wine and cheese to like you know, as a as a palate cleanser. We did the wine and cheese event, but other than that, everything had to be deep fried. And so we had, she had a deep fried burger. I had a deep fried mac and cheese, um, deep fried butter. Holy shit. Uh, deep fried fudge. She had deep fried Those giant cream. onions are incredible. Yeah, she had one of those. Um, we split deep fried Oreos and then we both curled up on the ground and tried not to puke because we were so ill. <laughs> felt very bad yeah but i regret absolutely nothing (laughs) did you ever have the deep fried cola cola Mm. cola Mm. like the pop Mm -hmm. how do you deep fry they basically liquid they basically deep fry like bits of dough and then cover Mm. it in like cola syrup oh my god it's it's so gross that sounds amazing i didn't enjoy it Since I've been spending so much time alone lately, which is weird after spending every waking moment with you <laughs> for, for quite a, a time. Weeks. A few weeks. Um, now that I've been spending so much time alone lately, I've been like getting very introspective. And for no reason in particular, was just thinking about like defining relationships. And like, how sometimes it can be like extremely validating to have a label on a relationship and to have like, you know, conversations where those expectations and relationship desires are like laid out very explicitly. And then it's also really nice to have like relationships that don't need to be defined and are kind of ephemeral and shifty and just nice Mm -hmm. and are understood without needing to be kind of locked down. That's kind of like, you know, like one of my favorite aspects of non-monogamy in particular is that it kind of moves away from the need to define things in the way that kind of seems fairly central to to monogamy. And then I was thinking <laughs> about this guy in grade nine that I, ta- that I was talking to and he was a friend. He was like kind of a friend. And we would like, we would like chat on MSN most nights, you know? That's how you knew it was like it was a serious mm-hmm. friendship. Um, and he was, always, he was like fun to talk to, but then he would always like, then just do something like make it like weird or sexual. And then I'd just be like, eh. um, and I like swerve and whatever, because I was uncomfortable advocating for myself or my boundaries. Um, and then, so eventually he asked me out and because I was uncomfortable advocating for myself and my boundaries, I said, uh, sure. And then he immediately continued to be himself and like try to make things weird and sexual so I just kind of like so I said yeah yeah I'll be I'll be your girlfriend this is fine and then I just immediately ghosted (laughs) which is impressive when you're in the same school and in a few classes together I just like completely stopped talking to him and like anytime he was around I would just like not be I would just like disappear and I was thinking about that and like how far I've come in both like advocating for myself and asserting my boundaries and being not afraid to turn people down and not afraid of like what that will do to both their and others perception of me and to just like be much more comfortable in 
and healthy in the ways that I form and maintain relationships. And I was like, that's really like, that's the thing I'm proud of. But I realized that I technically also never broke up with him. So I think maybe we're still dating. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, so Dean, if you're, if you're out there and you're listening to this, I, I would, I, I formally request a breakup a solid 14 years later. Can you imagine you just get an email back from him and he's like, oh, you know, I was holding out <laughs> all this time. I knew you'd come around, but. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I've been non-monogamous for a lot longer than I thought I was. I also feel like there's at least one other that I haven't broken up with. So now I've been like trying to remember all of my past relationships and which ones I just ran away from and never actually ended. Oh, what are how many people I'm technically still dating? Yeah, I started like seeing a guy in grade, grade eight. And yeah, it was like, I don't know. He was a guy that I hung out with. We didn't talk outside of playing foot hockey together at lunchtime. We didn't talk in class. We didn't talk in the hallways. We didn't talk on MSN. Like, we only played foot hockey together. <laughs> and he asked me out, and I was like, sure. <laughs> he was weird. <laughs> we, I think on our, like, first date, I guess, we went to the mall, and we went to the arcade, and we, like, played some games. We played, like, Time Crisis or something. And then we went to the food court and we were having pizza. And I guess he ran out of things to say because he asked me if I had ever seen this other guy's ass. What? And I was like, no. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> and he proceeded to tell me about the time that he saw that guy's ass. Oh. And I was like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> and we dated for another nine months. Oh, no. We went on four dates. One of them was a Jays game with my parents. Woof. And then I called him and I said, I think we should see other people. And he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, did he know you were breaking up and not just opening your relationship? We had no concept of that. Mm -hmm. We were 14, <laughs> 15 years ago. It's weird to think how far I've, how far I've come as like a person. Or being defined, defining myself as a person. And yet I'm still just as bad at talking to people and flirting, like flirting with people. I've been accused of being a flirt, but I am unaware. It's, like, it's a natural Libra term. You can't turn it off. Classic solace. <laughs> I don't know enough about this character to agree or disagree with this Replay. Statement. I'll do that. I'll replay it after I unpack a thousand books. So we we were talking recently because... I mean, all we do is talk to each other. We don't talk to anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but you were saying, um, uh, I guess last week, how, how weird it is to like be having a conversation with each other and then just be like, oh, like this is podcast content. Like we should stop talking about this and like save it for the podcast kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it, and then now, now it's a very weird experience to like having had that conversation and like having that, like that, feeling several times that like we should save this like this is big content people should hear this like we this is something we should do from the podcast and do it publicly to now be on the podcast and be like what do we talk about what do I talk I can't think of what I don't know like it's it's very weird like so so a lot of that conversation was just like we were talking about albums that we were talking about yeah define yeah you. um 
yeah, it was a question that you you posed to new people in your life as a way to get to know them. Um, you you have better phrasing. Would you like to? Um, if you could point to one album and say like, without this album, I would not be the person I am today. What album would it be? And like that is such an interesting question, and it led to a very interesting conversation. And I feel like I learned like we we've to a certain extent. I feel like I know pretty much most if not everything about you at this point <laughs> in that we are in constant communication but yeah it was it was a really cool interesting conversation that I really enjoyed but uh, there was like this part of me that was like I you know I'm, I'm expressing this very vulnerable thing I'm, I'm hearing you reciprocate in kind with this very vulnerable thing and like what you know these albums mean to you mean to us and like the the experiences that we're contextualizing those meanings and like it was a very, you know, like, like intimate and vulnerable conversation. But at the same time, part of me was like, this would be great for the podcast. Like people, the people who listen to us would probably want to hear this. And it's just, it's this thing that I've, I keep finding myself thinking on more and more occasions as we're talking. And it's like, it's so disconcerting because I, I feel like I've lost a bit of the ability to just like be in the moment and experience like genuine conversation not genuine because like we all like our podcast conversations are genuine like they're too bullshit and rambly to be <laughs> anything other than genuine <laughs> but like but it's also like it's weird to have these thoughts in the middle of these conversations because it's so like self-aggrandizing right it's like do people actually care what album defines me as a person or like I just like it, it feels so simultaneously weird to be like I don't, we don't, we shouldn't. We should say, yeah, we should save these conversations. We should, yeah, we should like stop this conversation that we're having so that we can have it for Publicly. real on the podcast and like follow, like finish this conversation on the podcast and like, you know, be able to have our reactions and our responses be like, genuine, genuine on the podcast. Yeah. But also like that in itself is so contrived and like, it feels really weird. And as, as more people, I'm finding that as more people listen to the podcast, because our download numbers are just overwhelming right now. Like, there's so, like, what are y'all doing? Why are you all listening to this? <laughs> We're back in lockdown. What else are they going to do? Ugh. And it's just like, there's so, and like, we're getting so many amazing, amazing um, comments from people, like, just saying that they've, like, this podcast has resonated with them, this podcast, like, that our, the things that we say have meaning to them and that they are enjoying this immensely. And I feel like it's insincere to hide the, like these kind of more vulnerable parts of ourselves. But at the same time, it feels like I'm, it feels very performative to be like, we can't have these conversations unless people can hear them. Mm -hmm. And it's been, it's been a really weird and confusing time because it's more, because we started this as just like a silly way to, take ownership of a pun for all the social media handles <laughs> and then now it's a thing that like people actually like and look forward to and so I feel like we need to be more intentional about the stuff that we put out but also at the same time I don't want to lose like our friendship is our friendship in jeopardy <laughs> this is news to me yeah by the way breaking up with you on the podcast so we can Come like on. make it you know be a more professional podcast no but like to i don't want to lose our ability to 
connect with each other outside of outside public of view. Podcast. It, yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It it's a it's a side effect I had not anticipated. Well, because I never thought anyone would listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been weird. Yeah, it's it's been a time of a lot of introspection, spending so much time alone. So, what album album would you point to and say, without this, I am I would not be who I am today. I have I have two answers because your original phrasing of the question was, what album could someone listen to and know everything there's no about you or like that was no that's how you interpreted that that's now was it i asked it no my question was like what album made you who you are today but i do like your interpretation that's that's a completely separate question and it's also very cool yeah okay so my how did i interpret that from that wording then i don't know whatever anyway so the album that i feel like somebody could listen to and know who i am is super champs breakfast in america because every single fucking song is like so so narratively follows a huge part of my life and like that song I think there's not a single song in there that doesn't resonate with me on a very deep level and it is a song that I feel like encompasses who I am as a person that's so wild because I would never like never (laughs) pin you for like a super tramp like given given what I know and you didn't know me in high school what you like request to listen to at the store and stuff I would never have guessed super tramp yeah yeah i so that's really interesting that that's your like defining album but it's not the album who made me who i am no which would be meteora right like link park's meteora i like there's there's a few moments in my life that i can pinpoint like where my path took a very defining turn and i think there's like i think there's about three of them throughout the course of my life whereas like if this thing hadn't happened i would be in no way close to where I am right now or who I am right now and and Meteora was it like I I met who was I I met the person who I look back now and like realized was like my first queer platonic partner and like the first like friendship I had that was profoundly deeper than what I feel like the word friendship can encompass and I through that friendship like learned so much about myself learned so much about music I met a bunch of other people I gained more confidence I got more like a better understanding of like how I want to present myself in terms of my style and Lincoln Park was like one of my first special interests like not first but like the one like one of the early ones that I can remember also like I was oh god grade seven I think and so that was like around puberty that was a time that like I became horrifically depressed and like really like sunk into the like teen hormones angsty depression um in addition to i think brain chemistry depression and like that's when kind of my mental health turmoil started and like lincoln park got me through that because it was so overly angsty and like i was so overly angsty and it just felt like they got me (laughs) chester was probably my first great love other than brett Favre. I think like Brett Favre was my first celebrity crush and then it was Chester and like that was it. <laughs> Interesting. Chester was like the first and last man I ever wanted to marry. Yeah. And like I just and his and his God, his death hit me so fucking hard because he like his music got me through my very dark times and my um my times of being at risk to myself. And it like 
hit so hard in a way that a celebrity death has never hit me and that like didn't have that that was like genuinely devastating I don't know yeah I just yeah Meteora that's I I would I would not be in any way the person I am without without that album Hmm. it's a good album it's a good ass that is that is their best album yeah what about you I I don't know what album I would say like defines me I because I've been thinking about it too after like we had this conversation and I I really don't know as for the one that would be like the one that shaped me I think that's probably a toss-up between The Young and the Hopeless by Good Charlotte Mm. or American Idiot Mm. Um, two excellent albums because The Young and the Hopeless was like my first album that wasn't like a top 40 or like a Spice Girls or like a S Club 7 or whatever it was the first time I experienced music that wasn't my mom's music or my dad's music or whatever was on the radio mm-hmm. and I got that I think it was in grade six and I remember going to like music world and looking at the album and saying I want this one and my mom being like there was a song on it called the day I die and my mom's <laughs> like no you can't have that but I ended up getting it um, Ooh, rebellious and then that that was like the album that kind of turned me on to like pop punk and eventually punk and like more like alternative stuff Mm-hmm. which led to me discovering Green Day and American Idiot. And I remember being in the hallway in school one morning in the beginning of grade eight and hearing some people on the other side of the locker bank talking about American Idiot. And I, I like I went over and I approached them and that was like the first time I made friends. Aww. And then that was my friend group for all of like junior high and high school. So like, I love that. I, I wouldn't have had those friends if I hadn't had American Idiot. And yeah, I love that. And you know, it's not there. It's not in vogue for that to be, you know, your favorite Green Day album. But like, it's my favorite Green Day album. I don't care. I haven't listened to anything they put out after it. I didn't even know they did. They've had a couple. Really? Twenty first Century Breakdown. Oh right! No, I did know that. I huh. think there was another one, but I just not into it. Yeah, that. I don't know. I. I love all of their albums up until American Idiot. Um, I still have all of them on CD. Yeah. But as for as for one that I would say, like, this is who I am as a person, I have no idea. You are, you are a person who contains such multitudes. multitudes. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin pinning you down in such narrow ways. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't even imagine, I can't imagine unless there was an album that you yourself wrote could ever begin to encapsulate who you are I don't know I don't know I want to hear what other people have to say like I yeah like growing up music music was my whole life and it seems that I've kind of lost that in a way just it's not as integral to who I am anymore Hmm. but I want to hear what other people would have to say about either of these questions like who what album defines you and what album made you who you are and I wonder like I want to know for how many people those are the same album Mm -hmm. because I feel like that would be that would be logical like that would be the most make the most sense but I wonder or maybe maybe it's more common to not yeah yeah all you people listen to this talk to us I asked one of the kids at work this and he's like 10 years younger than me and he said American Idiot too and that was really cool that like a decade apart that this album could mean so much to two different people. God, I fucking love that. 
Oh, was that Ronan? Yeah. Little sweet boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm tired of doing all the, the heavy lifting in this conversation. Y'all listeners, tell us things. Tell us things about you. Send us like voice clips. Yeah. Fuck yeah, send us voice to the, clips. To the email. Like we have bisexualpodcast at gmail.com. Send mm-hmm. us a voice clip. Where you're just talking passionately or dispassionately. I'm not going to tell you what to do about the album that defined you. And we yeah. can do like that little like mailbox or like a mailbag. I love that. Section if anybody wanted to like chime in. And like, you don't have to tell us your name. You don't have to. We can be, you can be anonymous about it. You can just, we just want to know. Want to know about you. And why the fuck you're listening to us? <laughs> no, don't do that. That would be, don't say nice things to me. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's really funny. Well, on that note, should we wrap up? Yeah. Thank you for listening to the 13th episode of the Bisexual Podcast. You can find our show notes, including photos and links to patterns and designers and the things we talk about on our website, bisexualpodcast.ca. Uh, we're on Instagram as at Bisexual Podcast. You can find me at underscore Dangerous John and Kelsey at Kelsey Grammar 23. Uh, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and help us reach more disaster queer yarn folk. Uh, send us an email with a voice clip about what album defines you as a person to bisexualpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Or just like write it out and we'll read it. We could do that too. Or we just can... send us the album name and we'll make up our own narrative about it. It will tell you who you are. We can be like an IRL BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> Pick your favorite um, album. We'll tell you who you are. Or pop into the Discord server. Um, you can find an invite to it on our website or on the link tree in our Instagram bio. And in the Discord server, you can find the Dragon Age specific thread and talk to me about all your Did you change Dragon it back? I'm gonna. I no, can't believe not. you changed it in the first place. Video games. <laughs>